Good evening. Welcome one and all from across the United States and around the world in 56 different countries. We welcome you in for another um, relaxing evening of storytelling with Richard and Gary's incredible stories. It's the good old summertime, the good old summertime, uh, the time for picnics and watermelon and summer camps. And tonight, Gary, who is a counselor at a summer camp, has a story for you. Oh, I always got stories from summer camp. Always, always willing to share something funny that happened while I spent my summers uh, doing whatever we, <laughs> whatever we do at summer camp. Yeah, uh, summer yeah. camp is always fun because um, you never know who you're going to have as far as kids. Kids are all different. All of them have their own very distinct uh, personalities. And um, it's also a time uh, when you're a counselor. Anybody who's been a counselor at a camp, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you get to see friends that you haven't seen all year long. Uh, maybe you keep in touch with them uh, through Facebook or, you know, social media or whatever. But you get to hang out a little bit, you know, while you're, you're watching the kids. And so um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and sometimes just sometimes, uh, you decide to play jokes and you get that goofy feeling and somebody comes up with a dumb idea and everybody decides to try and make it come about. So um, one of the things that we did that uh, became a, a running theme is we convinced all of our campers that um, the skunk ape was living in the woods near Ooh. our school. Who? The skunk ape. That's the Florida version of Bigfoot. Oh. We don't have anything cool like the Sasquatch mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, the Yeti or anything the like that. We have the skunk camp ape. skunk ape. That's right, the Ooh. skunk ape. And uh, so what had happened was we had, I have a Bigfoot costume, the full thing, hands, feet, the <laughs> head, the body. And uh, my good friend Joel, uh, he is obsessed with Bigfoot. And uh, we had him be Bigfoot in one of our camp movies one summer. And so um, he said, hey, bring in your costume. I said, all right. So for a few summers, I would bring in my costume, and either Joel, myself, or uh, my other friend Jared, or somebody would put on the costume, and we would run around <laughs> the outside near the, where the playground was, or near where the, because we had some wooded areas near one of the campsites. And we convinced the kids that the skunk ape lived out there. And eventually they figured it out that it was, it was us. But we had it going for a good while, you know, that they would they would see it. I don't remember exactly who figured it out, but... Uh, what was their immediate first reaction? Their first reaction, oh my God, there's a skunk cave out there. <laughs> and it smells. I mean, we would come up with, oh my God, you smell that? It smells like a skunk's out here. I bet it's the skunk ape. Yeah, you must have set them up for this. Oh, uh, we did. We did a lot of setup for this kind of stuff. I mean... But it was funny because they would always, they believed it. They, they believed, they thought that, uh, but I think what happened was me, one of the kids who was in the movie where we had the Bigfoot costume, like, oh no, that's Mr. Joel or that's Mr. <laughs> Gary and, uh, and ratted us out. But we had it going for a while. That was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from those kind of jokes, uh, every once in a while we try and pull a joke on one of the counselors. One of my friends, Cody, he's a, uh, he did camp for a number of years. In fact, he was in one of the other stories. I, did I tell the story about the we, when we had the gas leak at camp? No, I don't think so. I may. I don't know if I did or I didn't. If I didn't, I'll, I'll tell that one again. 
But um, basically what happened was we had this, this will lead up to the other prank that we pulled on Joey, uh, not Joey, um, on Cody. Uh, but this wasn't a joke. This was just something that happened. So um, I tell campfire stories at camp. And so we had this uh, room that was off to the side where um, we would get a group of kids together and we'd tell the stories and everything and uh, just create an atmosphere. And so I had brought my ventriloquist dummy along and I came up with some ridiculous story about the ventriloquist dummy. And uh, But Cody hates dummies. He hates dolls, period. They just, they terrify him. He has, I don't know what the, the scientific name for it is, but he has a phobia of dolls. And so... Um, Apparently there was a gas leak in the kitchen. And so we're sitting there telling stories and all of a sudden my mom comes in because she was the uh, one of the supervisors at the campsite. She comes rushing in and she says, there's a gas leak, the whole place could possibly blow up. It's horrible. And then she's like freaking out. But then she goes, but I want everybody to stay calm <laughs> yeah. and walk out quietly. Well, the energy you came into the room with does not, uh, you know, suggest calm. Yeah. Um, so all the kids, ah, they're all um, trying to rush out. And I was like, oh, I forgot the dummy. And I'll never forget, Cody grabbed me by the collar of my shirt, and he looked me square in the eyes and goes, forget the damn dummy. Go. <laughs> and we just left. And he was more than happy that if the building burned down, that the dummy would have stayed there <laughs> and would have been consumed by the fire. Oh. Um, so anyways, but Cody always cracked me up. Uh, he's, he's very, very funny. Um, but he's also, uh, he's hard of hearing in one of his ears and he has a hearing aid. And, um, and so, um, he likes to joke with, uh, he, he loved joking with us all the time, uh, about it. And I thought, you know what? He, he was having trouble with the battery in one of his hearing aids. And so he had to run to the, the store to pick up a battery to replace it. So I convinced all the kids and all of the counselors when he came back to not make a sound. Pretend like you're talking. So they moved their mouths and they were doing all of their games and everything. I don't know how I was able to coordinate it, but I got every single person, janitors included, to all pretend like they were talking. <laughs> and when he came back, because we wanted to make him think that his other ear had uh -huh. suddenly and mysteriously gone out. Turn, tuned out. And so he came in and everybody's pretending to talk to him and he's looking around at us <laughs> and we're lipping like, Hey, what's, what's wrong, Cody? But we're not saying anything. And we're just like lipping it. <laughs> and, uh, and he looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm only deaf in one ear, Gary. And I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> he goes, I can still everything that's going on. And I just talked to somebody on the phone five minutes ago. I was like, Oh, all right. You know, but it was funny because we tried to get everybody doing it. Uh, and then Joel, um, one summer, he told us, he said he could eat anything. And so uh, Christina, my sister-in-law, and this was before uh, she was my sister-in-law, she's like, oh, really? You would eat anything? Yeah, I eat anything. So that evening, she prepared a whole bunch of cupcakes. In the morning, she punched a hole in two of the cupcakes and filled them with a little bit of um, mayonnaise and relish yeah and then she frosted them with frosting and so she brought them in and said hey joel here you go here's a cupcake we sat there and watched and waited and he ate the first cupcake <laughs> no and then he ate the second cupcake. no 
and we waited and we waited <laughs> and he started to get a little bit i don't know um creeped out or mm-hmm. um something wasn't so right. felt a little suspicious about why we were all staring at him for such a long period of time with that you know mm-hmm. that lingering gaze and he finally said what's wrong is there something on my face Wait, what's happening what's happening and christina said how are those cupcakes and he goes they were fine they were they were delicious. <laughs> Why? And she said, I put mayonnaise in them. Oh. And he goes, mayonnaise? He thought it was, he said, I thought it was sour cream frosting oh. on on top of there. <laughs> or cream cheese frosting. She goes, no, it was mayonnaise. He goes, well, it was delicious. <laughs> Joel, eat anything. He ate, he he did. It did not he, bother him at all. He, he lived said, up to his reputation. He did. He said, if you got any more of those, send them my way. I, I really enjoyed it. I will eat anything. And he did. And he, everything. He did not, he did not disappoint. He uh, ate that. With That's no problem funny. whatsoever. So, I mean, we, we constantly do that. I, we used to have it at the end of summer is when we would play jokes on each other. It was it was kind of a tradition for a long time that if we were going to play jokes, it would be at the end of summer. We would just play jokes on each other. Um, and like I said, we would, we would play jokes on the kids. And uh, they had a little bank in the back of the kitchen. We had uh, not kitchen kitchen. We had this little play kitchen for the kids that had cash register and everything. So at the end of the uh, summer... I would always organize a heist. And so we would pretend that we were robbing their little restaurant. And so we would have somebody do a distraction. You know, they come in, order their food, and say, oh, no, you got to send this back. Let me talk to the manager. The manager of their little play cafe uh, was always the person who was in control of the cash register. So then one of us would go over, and we would take the drawer out of the little toy cash register and while they were distracted and then when we gave the high sign the person who was doing the distraction said you know what that's fine i'll just i'll skip lunch this time Mm -hmm. and they would return their plastic pizza and their empty cup of whatever pretend soda was in there and then we would run and we would hide that cash register drawer with all of the plastic coins and paper money and then you would hear one kid they stole the register Somebody robbed us. <laughs> and then they would come, like, who, who stole it? And then one kid would volunteer to be the police officer. And we'd get interrogated. Who did it? You know who did it. And I said, I'm not ratting out anybody. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a, just a law-abiding citizen over here at this camp. I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. You know exactly where the cash register is. And we turn into this whole big thing. <laughs> and then they'd call the lawyers and everything. We'd have a fake mock trial and everything. <laughs> Finally, one of us would get thrown in pretend cardboard prison. And I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. But we enjoyed doing those things so much. It was great. And look at the power of imagination. Oh, my gosh. Imagination play. There's nothing that can substitute for it. Oh. Not all of these electronic games on the phones or whatever. No. This is true imagination play. And look at how how uh, they really got into it. Oh, yeah. Now, I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't robbed the cafe this summer. <laughs> but, uh, but. I do like to pretend that I'm the uh, health inspector yeah. to inspect <laughs> their uh, pretend cafe. And it's hilarious because, you know, the the food, it's it's all plastic food and everything. But they'll just kind of pile up and, oh, my gosh, you've got hamburgers and you've got eggs together. And you've got, why is the bread on the eggs right now? Why why do you have the bread with the hamburgers? Oh, my gosh, I, I don't know. And then they go around <laughs> scrambling. And I'll say, I'll be back in two weeks, which is actually like two minutes. And I'll come back and like, oh gosh, he's back, he's back. 
And then I'm like, <laughs> yep, now let me check it. And then they'll be like, they'll try and get everything together and everything like that. And I'll say, did I see a rat just run by? Do you have rats in this kitchen? Did somebody have a rat in here? And then, oh no, we don't have any rats. And then they'll, they're like, oh, somebody's got to take care of the rats. I'm like, oh, so now you do have rats. <laughs> and so it just, it's, it's fun. It's funny. Oh, they wow. look forward to it. It's hilarious. And then they'll bring, they'll try and they'll, they'll like, I'll have a kid who'll come over. Here's $10 if you tell us that our cafe is okay. And are you trying to bribe me? <laughs> are you trying to bribe me? We'll give you a free meal. Still, it's the same thing. You can't bribe the, the guy who's trying to make sure that people's health and safety is okay. And they just play along with it. They oh, think yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. And what an experience. Yeah, what? it's fun. It's summer. And, you know? and these are memorable moments from their they childhood are. that they will yeah. remember for a long time, Gary. Yeah. Great, great entertainment, great oh, summer yeah. camp fun. And that's what summer camps are supposed to be. Yeah, it's about it's about having fun. And about uh having fun. And it's about making those connections and uh, building those relationships in a positive way. Yeah. And it's funny cuz I'll run into um kids that were former campers um years later and some of them are adults now and they remember those days mm -hmm. and they love to reminisce about it and they laugh and we we talk about all the things that happen and, and to them uh, they always say, in fact, I was talking to one of them uh, not too long ago, and uh, he was telling me about how camp was one of the things that he looked forward to every year. He couldn't wait for school to get out so he could go to camp because he had his friends, his camp friends, and because those kids went to different schools. But the one thing that really kind of united them is that uh, a lot of the elementary school kids were going into middle school. And they quickly found out that some of the kids from the camp would be going to the same middle school that they were going to. Mm -hmm. And for them, knowing somebody before going to someplace new made a huge difference. Oh, sure. Then it wasn't so scary because, mm -hmm. oh, gosh, Johnny is going to be going to my school this year. We're going to be able to be friends at school now. Mm -hmm. And so those connections, they lasted. They lasted. And this, it was true, too, for the teen camp because a lot of those kids were going on to high school. So some of the kids who went to middle school at different middle schools may have been going to the same high school. And so they made those friendships at camp and they carried over to high school as well. So, I mean, you know, a lot of times you hear, and this is kind of going off from the stories, but you hear people say that camps are just dumping grounds for parents to leave their kids so that they can be babysat. Mm -hmm. And I guess in some cases that may be true, but really the bigger picture is that Camp is is more than that. It's it is building lifelong relationships. It's building not just for the campers, but also for the adults as well. I mean, there's a lot of people that I'm friends with. In fact, the funniest thing is is that uh, my sister in law met her husband at camp. Mm -hmm. They became best friends at camp, uh, and so now uh, Alex is my brother in law, and uh, Christine is my sister in law. My wife, who worked at the camp with me, I mean, we're married. We were friends before camp started, but you know we really became great friends uh, during the summer when we were hanging out at camp. So really, my extended family is is there at the camp, and I see them every year. Mm -hmm. They're all waiting there for me. And you know, uh, you've uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, uh, it takes dedicated counselors, folks like yourself who have an imagination, who are dedicated to making sure that the children have something, a meaningful experience, a fun type experience and you want them entertained so that they each and every morning they wake up and they just can't wait to get to camp. Oh, you have to, you have to have those things. I'm telling you right now, um, you have to have them. 
Mm-hmm. You need to, kids need to be able to be kids. They also need a break from school, you know, and then this is just a great way to do it. But, and, and not all the camps are the same. Um, and every, everybody's different in how they handle and deal with things. And we try to offer so many different things to our campers. You know, we had, I had a film production, uh, program that I did with the camp for 10 years mm-hmm. and they loved it. And for those kids, they weren't into the sports or anything else, but they were into making movies and they were interested in doing visual stories. So that's what we did. And then uh, with this uh, last camp, um, we're doing podcasting, you know? Uh, right. Audio stories. Audio stories. They're, they're doing audio dramatizations, mm-hmm. you know? And they've but, had plenty of experience from your campfire stories that you told around, you know, in sure. camp around the imaginary campfire. And I might um, remind our listeners that if you check uh, one of uh, the podcasts we're following, it's the Campfire Kids uh, that we're following, and uh, they can click that link, Gary, and they can hear some of your campers telling their story. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to promote the living daylights out of that, you know, um, if if you didn't hear any of the other promotions. But, um, but it's just, it, it's a way to expand their horizons, introduce them to some new stuff. And it's, it's funny because uh, these things also last too, because I've got a lot of former campers who love doing movies so much that they decided to go into video production and mm-hmm. you know, that's affected them and, and uh, brought them on a path of the career that they want to have down in the future. So hopefully, you know, through them doing this uh, little broadcast thing that we've started up, um, maybe some kids will be interested in, in pursuing something in, um, the broadcast arts. You never know how deeply these things will touch their lives. Absolutely. Great work, Gary. So, but uh, but that that's that kind of wraps up all of the little stories for right now, but I can guarantee you I will have more stories. So until next time. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And uh, this may not have been incredible, but it's one of my stories. <laughs>